I'm Arya Schwartz. And I'm Rachel Galligan. And welcome to the Windsider Show, where it's all about the W. It's time for a midweek check-in as we get ready for the second weekend of the WNBA season. our show please consider joining our patreon community patreon.com backslash windsider for less than a cup of coffee a month you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the w and don't forget to see our amazing staff's written content over at windsider.com that's windsider.com are you looking to get tickets for the WNBA season thanks to our sponsor tick pick you don't have to worry the original no fee ticketing site and official ticket partner of the WNBA champion chicago sky Use the link T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K.com backslash Winsider for all your upcoming ticket purchases for the WNBA, NFL, NBA, or any other event. That's TickPick.com backslash Winsider. It's time for a little midweek checkup, a little check-in. How you doing? How you feeling? I'm your host, Arya Schwartz, along with your other host, Rachel Galligan, and as we have finished the first week of WNBA games and enter into the second weekend of WNBA games, it's time to react, kind of see where our minds are at, and where these teams are uh, heading. The recent headlines of this week, Crystal Dangerfield, who was recently cut by the Minnesota Lynx, gets her revenge against them, but then is cut the next day on her birthday by the Indiana Fever. A big win last night by the Mercury when they got Diamond to Shields and Brianna Turner back. The Liberty looking out of sorts in a big-time loss against the Chicago Sky, who bounced back to be 1-1. One one. The Washington Mystics in an amazing defensive effort in the second half stifle the red-hot Las Vegas Aces. And Ryan Howard is a problem as she takes down Liz Cambage and the LA Sparks. Rachel, looking back at a few of the things that have happened this week, kind of what's, uh, what's top of your mind? What do you want to discuss first? I mean, let's start with Vegas and Washington, at least that one right there before we jump into the fever. Um, was really, really impressed with Washington, especially that second half. Um, not even not even at full strength. Like, they didn't even have Natasha Cloud. I think Errol Adkins is playing so, so, so well. So fun to watch. Um, Maisha Hines-Allen was so dominant. Um, it was like as soon as everybody was ready to kind of um, <laughs> crown Las Vegas as like this superpower – uh, they, they, they showed that, you know, they are human and, you know, they, they, they can struggle. So seven points in that third quarter was, was definitely the difference maker in that game. And, and I was just really impressed with Washington overall. I mean, you know, I know we're just a few games in, um, but I'm, I've been really um, happy with just the way they've played. And when Deladon is out there, I mean, her production has been really good as well. Yeah, it, it's been pretty wild to see. I mean, I think they're a team that no one really knows where to place them, right? Because I think a lot of media members will, we hope that Deladon's healthy and back, but you still like kind of view it with like a, is something going to, every time she goes up for a shot or, or, or there's a couple contested uh, in the paint buckets that she got. And I think everyone kind of had a sigh of relief when she continued walking after landing or whatever it was. Um, it was great, but I think in all honesty, like for the aces, this is a good loss. It's, 
you don't want to, you know, we saw it with the Connecticut Sun last season. You don't want to play your best basketball too early in the season. You want to have learning moments while still being successful and growing, but you don't want to burn out early. And I feel like an early loss against a team that likely will be in the playoffs this coming playoffs um, and may or may not have to have, you know, uh, a, a series against each other. Mm-hmm. I think this is a great lesson for them, and especially for Becky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, just, just, just having to go in that type of environment, you know, and, and I mean, with, with Washington too, I mean, we're learning more about this team every time out on the floor and, you know, look about some of the, I mean, even some of the production, again, we've talked about cloud, how well she's playing. Um, but to go out there and be that dominant and then, you know, town, Tiana Hawkins was really, really good off the bench. I mean, they finished with five players in double figures. Katie Benson, how about that? That's a hell of a story wow. right there. Yeah. <laughs> what she's bringing to the table. I mean, three for four from the three-point line. I mean, this is a player that was not drafted. I mean, she was thinking about life outside of, of, of you know, the, the, her collegiate career and professional career. Um, and now she's in there, like, getting solid minutes and, and being extremely productive for the Mystics. So, you know, I mean, again – First couple weeks in, we're going to say it a thousand times. You still have to take things with somewhat of a grain of salt. I'm just enjoying the process right now of kind of watching these teams and and formulating that opinion over time. And, and yeah, I mean, I don't know that there's ever, like, a good loss, but I hear what you're saying. Like, you know, you don't want to peak and, and go on, like, this 10-game win streak and then you hit all this adversity. Every team is going to hit peaks and valleys of a season and, and the roller coaster of, of adversity that's going to come. So yeah, definitely a learning experience for, for this ACES team that that's still very much finding their footing. Yeah. I mean, look, I agree with you, but I don't think, look, at the end of the day in the 25, full, uh, the 25 full seasons of the WNBA, we haven't seen anyone go undefeated. You're going to lose, use that loss as a lesson um, in the same way that you can use any obstacle as a lesson. Um, Moving on to the next topic, someone I want to talk to you about, uh, a recent guest of our show, Ryan Howard, has looked poised, ready, and having fun (laughs) with the Atlanta Dream, you know, topping off and taking down the the giants of uh, the LA Sparks. Well, I just love her personality is really starting to, I mean, again, I say starting, anyone who's followed her has known that she's had a personality and she can also be kind of quiet and, and she's, she's just, it's just fun to see her translate, you know, what the Ryan Howard that we have known her to be to then, you know, kind of what she is right now, just, just a couple games in, but I mean, my God, that was a hell of a performance last night um, in the dreams opener, the sellout. And I was kind of questioning it at first. I was like, how is this a sellout? And then everyone was like, Oh, Atlanta traffic. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's a good point. And the next thing you know, like by halftime, it was pretty full in there. I mean, it looked really, really good. I'm really impressed. Like where this franchise has been in recent years, where it's felt like this desolate, just giant question mark um, to now. I mean, in just such a short amount of time between the ownership, the management, the team. I mean, it really, really, really was impressed with just the entire environment and just the product on the floor. I think what I love about this dream team, and again, just a couple games in, the, the, the chemistry, you can tell that this is a team that, you know, is bought into the process. They're bought into the defensive end of the floor. You know, they're obviously, they have, they have some talent offensively, but you know, 
everybody brings something a little bit different. You, it's not, it's not a team jam pack full of like super superstars, but they're players that are going to play hard. They're going to show up every day, work together. And you can just see it the way that the way that they in, encounter one another on the floor and they're working together and, and just having fun. And I mean, Ryan Howard, like 21 points, five of 10 from the three point line. That was the one difference in this game. I mean, this, it was such a back and forth game between LA and Atlanta. I think it was 12, 12 or 14 lead changes. Um, 12, I'm sorry, 12 lead changes. And, you know, when you look at the box score, LA really did win a lot of categories. They got themselves to the free throw line more. Um, they they did a good job. You know, I mean, the rebounding numbers were relatively even. Uh, they took care of the basketball. Um, you know, they, they, they had more steals. Um, so, that, I mean, it, it was kind of a toss-up and, and very comparable in the box score category. But the biggest difference was that three-point line. And I question, you know, at times LA – kind of sat in that zone and and I mean Ryan Howard like you have to find ways to contest her better than that you know and and they just didn't I I, you know what we go back and talk about adjustments or whatever that might might have been but that was the biggest difference in the game from my opinion offensively was how effective the dream were for from the three-point line um and obviously you know need to get a lot more production from some of the Sparks players well the the interesting thing about this game was I mean obviously going into it you have to be thinking about the Nia coffee the Erica Wheeler and the Kennedy Carter. So many storylines, um, yes. So many storylines, and then for <laughs> for really none of them to to step up to the moment. Yes, Eric Wheeler had you know stuffed the stats in a variety of ways, um, but I mean Ryan Howard. She people question whether or not she was ready to be a WNBA superstar. I think she's ready. Uh, the question is when's the league going to open their eyes to it because. Yes, it's only two games in, but it, more than the stats she's putting up, more than the effort she's putting in, you can just see the confidence in the way that she plays. And when young players who have that skill set are doing that, you know good things are going to come as long as they can stay healthy, hopefully. Um, Want to talk about the fever, getting that dub over the Minnesota How about Lynx? That? You called it. I know. You were upset. I called it. I'm very proud of that one. They blew it. I mean, whatever, like, whatever you, you keep, uh, I could go on for days. Um, I feel like we've spent a you, lot of time. You've on said it. Podcasts. You've said it. I'm going to keep reminding you. You've said it multiple times. It is going to be a rough start for the Minnesota Lynx. And literally, I mean, we're just living it. It's exactly what yeah. you predicted. So can you really be that upset? I mean, you know, it's, it's three right. games in and it, no, it's not pretty. Um, but this also isn't Indiana of the past couple of years. Fair, fair, yeah. I mean, we can't we can't view them from that same perspective. A big win for them. We saw, like, I mean, look. The funny thing for me, and the other thing was watching the game. Like, obviously, there's like if you're you're always gonna have that deep down like, look, gun to my head, Minnesota Lynx versus like a random team. I'm gonna prefer the Lynx to win because I want you know my hometown team to to have wins. Fine. Same respect. I'm sitting there and my wife turns to me and she's like, are you mad they're going to lose? And I'm like, well, not really, because you look at what Crystal Dangerfield's doing, like you kind of got to feel good for her. Mm -hmm. What Crystal Dangerfield did is what she did for the Minnesota Lynx. Like, yeah, some questionable plays early in the first half. Come end of the third quarter, fourth quarter, she's going to make the, the buckets in the plays to win games. And she did that. And the Fever won. Now the Fever don't have her anymore. Um, but Look, I mean, 
it's like it's like seeing your ex uh as you're like walking out the well, gym looking amazing or something yeah, like that I mean, I'm or, just you happy, know what i mean yeah i'm just happy for indiana you know to get a little bit of confidence and get in the win column and and like prove like hey we can we can be disruptive in this league and and yeah we're gonna have to learn how to win close games yeah we're gonna have to learn to win games against powerhouses i mean that's that's a whole long ass journey that we will be talking about for a while now but i was really impressed with henderson and dangerfield 11 assists zero turnovers combined that's really it's a really impressive stat um let's focus more on minnesota i mean Listen, there's not there's not much to focus Sylvia on there. Fouls, but... 26 points, 14 rebounds oh and Jessica. The Shepherd frustrating part. That's about it. Rachel, the, the frustrate. Yeah. The frustrating <laughs> part is like in the first two games there, there was points where like, why, like, all right, game one, second half. Fine. You pull, you pull still and powers. Powers shot is continuously still just been off. She's trying to do too much. And, you know, when Sill's putting up those stats and playing as good as she was, you had complaints in the first two games like, oh, well, if Sill's not in there, how do you expect this team to win? Fine, blah, blah, blah. Sill put in good minutes in this game and just end of the day, <laughs> the rest of the team couldn't get it done, couldn't yeah. produce enough points. Um, not much more to talk about there. Nope. They did today announce the hardship signing because what I assume is Odyssey Sims' personal matter is going to take a little bit longer time. So they signed Avina Westbrook, who had a great showing in preseason for the Seattle Storm. Um, and yeah, definitely, definitely an interesting situation for Minnesota, but how about real quick, the Liberty sky game, Emma Mieseman looking fluid in the Chicago sky uniform, looking great in the Chicago sky uniform, uh, playing alongside Candace Parker and Vandersloot. I mean, Chicago looked, (laughs) I don't know where to start with. I mean, Chicago looked like how they should look against a team that doesn't feel like playing right now, you know, like, yeah. I mean, I really am. I think the biggest storyline was Rebecca Gardner, you know, yeah. finally getting a shot after all these years as a rookie. I think she's 31 came out. Like, I think it was like the first play of the game, like caught it on the wing, ripped it, went, laid it up. And it was like, boom, here we go. I'm setting the tone. So really, really enjoyed um, watching Rebecca Gardner. And, and like, I can understand, you know, why, why Wade was talking about, okay, just wait till, you know, you guys see her over here and, and what she brings to this team. Uh, to me, the most concerning thing is the Liberty. I mean, um, I can't remember. It was just so uninspiring. Like, they just seemed low energy. They looked, people looked a little lethargic. bit out of lethargic. They looked out of shape. Um, yeah, two of 15 from the three-point line, 13%. I mean, it was it was just nine points in the first quarter, eight points in the second quarter. I don't know. I'm not like panicking by any stretch, but good Lord, that was a brutal performance. Brutal. They, they need DD back on the court to lead that second, that second lineup. They need her energy back. I mean, in general, I mean, this team, yeah. When when Hanzu is leading you and the only player with double figures. I mean, again, that's great for her, but like, she played nine. She time. played nine yeah. minutes, ten points. Okay, that's the one bright spot on this uh, from from that game. Uh, besides, maybe Jocelyn Willoughby, you know, being efficient from the floor. But I just, yeah, that was uh, that was rough. I, I I think the biggest thing now is kind of paying attention to. Okay, you know, you go out there and and you perform like that in Chicago. Now, you know, you got Indiana coming into home. Um, on Friday and that's going to be it's like how is this team going to respond to me that's what I'm paying attention to you know it's too early to kind of like 
make any long-term judgments about this team, but how are they going to respond with the fever coming in? Yeah, got to agree. And that's the perfect segue for us to speak about Pick'em, where, uh, I mean, just to start off this season, Yeah, what's, I'm the, what's the total oh here? God. I would like to know. As of today, the 12th, <laughs> Rachel is standing at, excuse me, a record of 7-2. and two. Wow. And I, Arya, am sitting at a record of 4-5. and five. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but... Listen, Come. it's a long season. It's a long season. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, charge back into this one. Let's get it going. Um, Washington Mystics taking on the Dallas Wings. I mean, we haven't. I feel like we haven't even seen Dallas play. You know, like right. I, I don't know. I would think that they would want to respond. I would think they're gonna perform a little bit better. Um, but yeah, I I don't know that they have the consistency right now to be able to, to beat Washington the way that I've seen them play. So I'm going Mystics. Yeah, I agree. It, you have to assume it's Washington. I mean, I think there's I I have one chance where we can split here because Aces at Dream. I have to assume we're both going Aces. Yes. Yes. Uh, Indy at New York. You know, I think I think New York's going to respond. Um, I don't know though. I've been really. <laughs> It's really fun to watch Indiana play. They're playing really, really hard. And so for me to just pick New York to beat them after what we saw last night seems risky. Um, but again, I don't think you can have that putrid of a performance back to back. I'm going to go New York. So I, I'm tough, annoyed here. It's a tough one. It, well, I mean, I would totally, I, I kind of assumed you were going to ride the hot hand and go fever, which I was excited for. The only reason I'm going New York also um, even though I really want to go against you on this, is because they brought D-Rob back um, and Elena Coates back, and they lost uh, Crystal Dangerfield. So I, I think, you know, I'm not I'm not a fan of of what that does to, to either side of their court. Mm-hmm. Uh, then on Saturday, no, the games on Friday. Wow, Saturday, May tw- May fourteenth, Storm versus Mercury again, again. a repeat. Yeah. Who are you going for? I mean, I, I don't know where we're at with the COVID protocols of things. <laughs> um, I think Seattle bounces back. Storm. Yeah, I got I to gotta agree with that. Annoyingly, we keep agreeing Ooh, here. Now this Fine. is a good one. This, I think we might, we might differ on this one. All right. Sparks versus the sun. Who you got? I'm going Connecticut. No, we're not differing. Damn like, it. <laughs> obviously, I'm going Connecticut. Connecticut's going to bounce back from that atrocious opening. It's their home opener. You don't think LA the, can bounce back? I think I think it's going to be a closer game, but I think like when when you boil it down to the fact that LA's 3 and 1, they have to be like, yeah, they just lost. All right. They're 2 and 1, 3 and 1, whatever. Like they're going to sit there and go, "Yeah, you know, we lost. We didn't want to lose to Atlanta. Upset about that. Fine." I think it's going to be a very telling game for LA, right? Because home opener for Connecticut coming off a really bad loss. Now you have time yeah. to get ready and get better. Um I, you know, I just think we're not going to see Connecticut like Connecticut's the team that I picked as the favorites to run it this year. So, you know, I got to I guess we're both going Connecticut. All right. Um Chicago Sky versus Minnesota Lynx. Sky. You know what? Yes. Obviously, yeah. But I'm just going to – they're going to win by like th- – can I Can I like – can I pick the Lynx? But if they don't lose by like 20, 
No. <laughs> I know. <laughs> pick the links, and then I'll go back and I'll pick the fever over New York. We'll mix it up. Okay, deal. Deal. Like we, MN can't, all, we can't agree on everything. I'm going fever yep. over New York, and you pick Minnesota. Somehow we're going to beat Chicago. That's a bold one. There we go. <laughs> There we go. I I appreciate you uh, being willing to do this because often I'm the one who's always you know going going hard at it, um, and and picking the challenging ones. All right, one last one. Hopefully we'll uh, we'll you'll hear our voices again. But I figure just because it's all uh, the well, do, weekend. Yeah, do we do the Sunday games? Might as well. Uh, I, I, yeah, I say we do the Sunday games. All right, those will be our last ones. Worst case, because we you know, maybe two. maybe we have a little guest come on over the weekend. Maybe we don't. But, you know, all right, here we go. Sunday games, Wings at Liberty. Uh, I'll go first and I'll go Wings. Yeah. Okay. Man. Okay. Um, Jesus. I want to go Wings too, but I'm gonna, I'll am i go Liberty just to be different. Sweet. And then we got Dream vs. Fever. Ooh. Interesting one. Oh, th- now this one's going to split it. Ooh, I'm going Dream. Damn it. All right, then I'll go fever. Okay. No, I'm 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 fully I'm fully on the dream. But no, I'm not even going fever. I'm going dream. I'm not. We have enough that we're that we're splitting. Uh, I think we can both go. The go the, for the it. amount of basketball that we will learn between Friday and Saturday before we get to well, Sunday is like it's too much. Like we, we're get, we're really stretching it out here. But hey, that's all right. <laughs> yeah. No, it's all good. That's that's just the way we do it. Thanks for listening, folks. We'll be back. And uh, if you got any questions, any thoughts, anything you want to hear on podcast let us know rachel what's our closeout line bye everybody talk to you soon